Most people settle because they don't know how to maximize the potential that God has given them. Welcome to the Thrive College Podcast, where we help young leaders navigate the challenges and opportunities of their future and faith. Each episode, we'll be giving the mic to young leaders to ask tough questions to some of the world's most influential voices. We're excited you're here with us today. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Thrive College Podcast. I'm Dina Davidson, Discipleship Director of Thrive College and host of the podcast. Today we have Chad Veach in the studio with us. How you doing, Chad? I feel great. I mean, we're here together on a Friday night in church. That's Let's right. <laughs> what is better? Yeah. So we have two amazing students in the studio with us. But before we introduce them a little bit about Chad, Chad, you founded Zoe Church in L.A. And you are the author of so many different books. Um, uh, my favorite one is Help I Work With People. What's your favorite book that you've written? My favorite one is the newest one, uh, although I really like Help I Work With yeah. People. But the newest one is called Worried About Everything Because I Pray About Nothing. And I, Amazing. I, really, I really like that one. I love it. When did that release? It came out a few months ago. I want to say yeah. maybe in August. Okay. But I, I think you always kind of like, you know, the latest thing that you did. You're kind of like, that's the, you know, until you release something else. So totally. that's why. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And you're married and you have some amazing children. 14 years married. 14 four years kids. married. Oh, yes. so fun. And we're at our Unleashed conference and we just found out that it is your son's Clive oh. Clive's birthday. It's his fifth birthday. <laughs> Guys, I wish I had my phone. I'd play this video for you. He just last night was doing the whip nene. No. Oh, stop my it. gosh. Yeah, he was full on was like, oh, he's four, about to be five tomorrow. And he was full on. It he's was doing the thing. dance. Okay. Let's go. So you're like, what Aww. is Dina doing? I have some cupcakes. One for on. Clive. Yes. I didn't even know it was Clive's birthday, but it's Malachi's birthday. What's Ooh. up, Malachi? Malachi. Malachi right here. <laughs> and, yep, who let's records go. our podcast. Amazing Thrive College Malachi, student. Malachi, let's go. Malachi, I just so. want to publicly honor you. You are yes. one of the kindest and most consistently faithful mm -hmm. and serving people. Wow. And so you are amazing. And I'm not going to sing happy birthday because no one needs that. <laughs> But to our friend Clyde. Yes, cheers to our mates. Have many amazing years. And Mr. Malachi, we love you. Come on. Also, Malachi's a really strong Bible name. Right? His parents. There, all of our tithings right there. There we go. <laughs> there Anyways, we go. Okay, I love Bible it. Right. Jokes. Ready? Let's uh, blow this out. We don't want to blow this podcast yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And it's been long <laughs> enough. Let's introduce our amazing Thrive College students. So first of all, we have Daylani. I am Daylani. I am a Thrive College student. I intern with our Granite Bay campus with our high school ministry. Um, one day I look forward to working in some college ministry, but after that I would love to have the opportunity to impact the, the entertainment industry as wow. an actor. So yeah, there man. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Seen this guy on stage, and I am a fan, so Let's I'll go. watch your movies <laughs> or TV shows, whatever you're in. Jordan. Hello, my name is Jordan. I also attend Thrive College, and I also intern with Daylani with the high school team. In the future, I know I want to be in ministry, but I don't exactly know what that looks like for me. But being a missionary probably is the end goal. But so cool. We'll see. Yes. Let's go. Uh, my name's Chad. I'm yeah. 43. I'm interning with my wife. Oh, <laughs> and how's it going? Bro, out. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning a lot. Okay. <laughs> so good. Is she really pour into you, yeah. you know, the health of development? Uh, I'm her servant, but yes, <laughs> you guys get it. 
<laughs> I'm so excited for her to hear this and be like, oh, cringe. Exactly. <laughs> so fun. And then kids will be like, dad. Yeah, dad. dad, you're embarrassing me. And you're like, hey, that's the gig. That's the gig. Um, we do have some rapid fire questions Okay, for let's you. go. Where were you born? Where do you live now? Wow. And then tell us one thing from your youth you wish more people knew. Okay, very good. I was born in Shelton, Washington. Where? Uh, that's like, anyways, yeah, yeah in Washington. <laughs> I'm going to explain this. Like, dude, nobody it. cares that much. Fine. I, I live now in L.A., in Los Angeles. And one thing about my childhood, like high school, what, what era? You More think? like high school. Okay, high school. One thing people don't really talk to me, know, maybe, I played piano growing up. Okay. And so in church, I was like always, you know, like, you know, every Sunday and Wednesday night playing church. Yeah. So like if we ever got into like old school worship <laughs> sessions, I would just crush it. I love Over it. the mountains and the sea, <laughs> your river runs with love for me. Like, that was my era. Okay, yeah, I love like, it. Man, can you fire your worship pastor just yeah, for a week? Yeah, yeah. Just be like, hey, go on sabbatical first, or something. My first Sunday when I was I, like when I was 19, I became a high school pastor. You guys were high schoolers. We had Wednesday night youth was like big, but then, you know, during the Sunday service, we had a high school service. Yeah. So it was like 17 kids my first Sunday. I'll never forget. So I played piano. I led worship. And then I got up and I did the announcements. And then I preached a message. And I was like, see, guys. Like, I'm like, we got to grow a team here. This is not good. This is a These one man show. are suffering. Yeah. I love it. Well, you've kind of expanded your team since then. Thank so God. Sounds like you did well. Perfect. Okay. Well, we had the whole concept of the podcast is we love to pass the mic to young leaders so they can Great. ask their questions. So Jordan, why don't you kick it off with our first question for Chad? Yes. First question. Everybody talks about giftings and being gifted. And I was curious of like what you thought of what being gifted versus like being anointed looks like. Wow. Well, yeah, I think gifting, I think we're all gifted. We all have gifts that God bestows upon us. He gives us these gifts. I think if I use gift for self, then it's like I'm monetizing that, I'm leveraging that. So there's no anointing on that. But when I surrender it to God, God, there's a touch there. There's a grace there that God's presence can be there because it all goes back to motives. Yeah. It always goes. Good. It always goes back to intention. Like, am I operating in my gift so that I can make a lot of money? You talk about mm-hmm. infiltrating the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people that are using their gift from God just to further their platform or bank account. But I think that you kind of step into the anointing, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's just the grace of God. It's just like mm-hmm. the, 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 the wind of heaven at your back. It's just like easy. I think that you, God anoints us for tasks. Mm-hmm. And I think the anointing comes best when our motives are to glorify God. I think that's the best use of the anointing. So yeah. when I say to guard that, it's also guarding like our intentions, our mm-hmm. motives, because the Bible says the gifts and the callings of God, they work even without repentance. So your gift will always work, even if wow. you're not repenting. But I think the anointing comes upon us, the glory, so to speak, mm-hmm. when we are when we are walking in character and integrity yeah. and there's pure motives. I think that's when the anointing comes because wow. the anointing is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. Wow. Say so that again. The burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. Wow. So what can remove a burden? What can destroy a yoke? I can't. My gift can't. Yeah. But the anointing of God on my life can. That's the difference between gift and anointing to me. Is like when I'm walking anointing, it's like, you know, when I preach, I know when the anointing's there, that's not, I'm in the supernatural, not me. The, to be in your gift is to be in the natural because you're naturally gifted. But to be in the anointing is to recognize the magic that's happening is all God, not me. Wow. That, that's the anointing to me. It's good. That's incredible. Fire. 
So good. I think there's probably a lot of people just their wheels are spinning and thinking, man, I've been focusing so much on trying to use my gifting to serve God, but maybe haven't been seeking after his presence and his anointing on their life. And, and I always, always think about that story. It, how did Ichabod happen? It's like Eli's got these boys. They're messing around. They're sleeping with women. They're stealing the money. They're, they're jacking around. God goes, no, I take away the glory. Right. The glory, Ichabod means the glory has departed. Mm. So in other words, it's like you, you're, you, you're not walking in the fear of God. You're not, you're, you're playing games with, with my church. Right. So I'm going to remove my glory. So wow. the question becomes, why would God keep his glory on your life? His anointing. Yeah. It would only be if you walk in the fear of God and okay. there's reverence and there's honor and there's, none of us are perfect, but there's a difference between sinning and living a lifestyle of sin. Right. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. I sin, it's like, ah, oh God, I'm so sorry, but I'm not living a life. I'm repenting. Mm. Yeah. So that's what preserves, I think, the anointing on your life. That's so good. So helpful. And for anyone listening, I think all of us just taking a minute this week and really doing an examination between us and God and saying, God, is there any area of my life where I'm just relying too much on my gifting? That's right. And I am, you know, maybe even falling into a lifestyle of sin that will eventually lead to you removing your anointing from my life. Yeah, because if you think about even Moses, Moses like, God, if you're not going with us. Right. He's recognizing like, I didn't make those plagues happen. Right. I don't part Red Sea. If you don't show, my thing when I even like preaching, it's like, God, if you don't show up, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like all I can do, all these moves, but the moves don't move the needle. It's the presence of God. Yeah. So I think you got to preserve that. You know, Paul says to Timothy, he says, there's a lot of utensils in the house, a lot of vessels, but not a lot of vessels of honor. Set your life apart to be useful for the master. It's almost like, if I don't set my life apart, I'm just another vessel. There's co- I'm just common. But yeah. to have the anointing on your life means I've, I've separated myself. And I, and I take serious, not just my gift, right. but the presence of God on my life. So good. So helpful. I uh, love that first question, Jordan. Yeah. Let's go ahead and kick it over to Daylani for a second. How would you describe to somebody what it looks like to discern their calling um, from the Lord? And uh, also for you, how do you find confidence in your calling as a pastor? Yeah, that's so good. Well, I think we always have to look at, like, first of all, the general will of God for our lives, like for all of us. So, like, before we get to the specific, it's always good just to know, like, what we're all called to do. We're all called to be holy. We're all called to follow the way. You know, we're all called to lay down our lives. Yeah. We're all called to serve. Right. You know, we're all called to tithe. Mm-hmm. Malachi, <laughs> let's go. You know, like, we're, so it's like there's stuff that we're all called to do. Yeah. And then there is the specific will of God for someone's life. And I think that's what's so great about, you know, I always look at Joel chapter two when he says, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit and my sons and my daughters will prophesy. And my old people will dream dreams. So, so think about that. This youth conference, God's going to pour out a spirit on a 12-year-old. And he's, he said, I got some also for old people. So every generation gets his spirit. Yeah. And, but what did he say? Visions and dreams. So I think God speaks in pictures. He, you know, that's why he's like, write down the vision, make it plain, yeah. so that the reader can read it and they can run with it. Though it tarries, wait, it's going to come to pass. Then another scripture I always love is in Proverbs when, he's, when it says, without prophetic vision, people cast off restraint. So why would you 
get up early in the morning or why would you not sleep around or fill in the blanks? The, what restra- arrests you is the prophetic vision. Mm-hmm. So I think you've got to go to God and say, Lord, I, I, what, what, what do you want for my life? I'll do anything. You, you show me. And God does not reveal. I, I don't think he does five-year plans, 10-year, you know, <laughs> he's not going to show you. because you, yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't have faith. It just shows you in increments. This is the next step. Yes. This is the next thing I want you to do. This is the next person I want you to serve. Mm-hmm. This is the next season I have for you. Because that's what keeps you on that daily bread. That's so good. You know, I'm dependent yeah. day by day. So he doesn't show me five-year plans. Mm-hmm. He shows me tomorrow. This is the next thing I want you to do. Stay faithful here. Be plenty. Here. And until you get new marching orders, be faithful to the last ones you got. That's, that's good. so good. It's really good. That's so helpful. And I feel like that takes a lot of pressure off. In some ways, because it's like, hey, you don't need to know exactly where this step is going to lead. You just have to take that step. You just have to do the Abraham, go to the next place that I will show you, go to the next place, and ultimately trust that I will fulfill my promises. That's right. Love that. So good. That's good, man. Okay, well, we have one final question on the podcast. But before we go there, where can people find you? We have a website for our church called zoechurch.org. And then I have a a website with my name, chadveach.org, just with like books and resources. Yes. So those are the best two. Perfect. Yeah. And anything else you guys want to add before our final question? No. Anything like, I'm just meditating and chewing on what you said. For real. Something I just want to thank you for is I I love your communication style because as someone who loves to just read the Old Testament, you're pulling so many passages out of the Old Testament, but you're putting them in just such easy to grasp, understandable language. And I feel like that is such, speaking of anointing, an anointing that you have on your life to take what is maybe confusing to many Mm -hmm. and bring it down to the relatable. We need this right here. So thank thank you you so much much. for that gift, for sharing it with us. Last question on the podcast. Man, am I nervous. (laughs) Yeah, gosh. I mean, I don't, I don't, (laughs) Clive, five-year-old birthday, Malachi, 18-year-old birthday. Just a lot riding on this. If you could say anything to a young leader, what would you say? Wow. That is a phenomenal, who came up with this question, guys? This is a good one. (laughs) If I could say anything to a young leader, what would I say? I would say, wow, there's so many things that come to mind. I was talking about tonight. I would probably just say, you know, go low. It's kind of my big thing right now. I think I'm going to write a book about it, my next book. I think this is going to be the subject matter that that I write about. To me, it's the danger of the spirit of pride and what pride does to a person's life. Pride is that that. I was trying to say tonight is that nasty disease that makes everyone else sick besides the person that has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you see someone that's prideful. You're like, it's just off putting. So true. But you know, we're never mad at the humble person. Mm-hmm. We're so drawn to humility. We're so we're enamored by it. We're like, wow, they're so humble And no humble person's like, guys, am I not humble? <laughs> it's like, okay, buddy. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it just exudes. Yeah. That meekness, that ability to go low. And it's not just humans that love humility. God is so attracted to humility. And the scripture for that is he opposes the proud. Like I always think about the Heisman Trophy. Have you ever seen the Heisman Trophy? It's a running back. The ball is cradled in this arm and they're shoving off the defender. Mm. So I always get that picture that God's like, I just hate your pride. Mm. I'm opposed to you. Like, could you imagine you made an enemy? God's in opposition of your life. I oppose the proud. So now God's against us. And I give grace to the humble. I need the grace of God on my life. I actually have no shot without God's grace. Grace 
is undeserved blessing and unmerited favor. Out the undeserved blessing and unmerited favor, I don't have a shot. So I need his grace so bad that I'll humble myself under the mighty hand of God. That's just it, it, To me, it's such an equation. Pride can't say they're sorry. Pride can't say I love you. Pride can't honor Malachi. Pride just can't operate. It's just locked up. Humility serves. Humility honors. Humility blesses. Humility just. So I would say to every young leader, go low. There you go. That's good. I love it. All right. We have our marching orders from this podcast. One, we need to spend some time really seeking God, whether we have been living in proper fear of him or relying too much on our gifting. And then second, we need to go low and make sure we're walking in a spirit of humility. So thank you so much, Chad, for joining us on the Thrive College podcast. Can't wait to listen to this over and over again and share it with so many people who need this amazing message, myself included. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today on the Thrive College Podcast. We hope that today's episode has empowered you to navigate the challenges and the opportunities of your future and your faith. If you really enjoyed our conversation today and appreciated what we had to offer, we would love for you to write a five-star written review and share it with your friends. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.